Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women where we explore the gender gap in the music and entertainment industry. If you're active in the music business, an independent artist, a musician or are just curious about how it all works, then this pod is for you. My name is Mike Rose and with me is my friend Dana Rex. We are both independent recording artists based in Europe. After having been called a bitch for knowing what we want, we were fed up and decided to be such a bitch and are here to reveal what really goes on behind the scenes. You can listen to us on your favourite podcast platform and on our YouTube channel. Correct. So, today's topic is Disney. We are continuing with the new wave Disney. So, everything from Tangled onward, I think, right? We left off at Merida last time. Yeah, Something we did. somewhere around there. Yeah. And um, it, there's so many new things coming out, we thought we'd just kind of slot right back in and see how Disney is doing in the new age yeah see how Disney is doing (laughs) I like it okay well where to begin I think Tangled is the first uh one I mean release date wise that we didn't look at the last time Mm -hmm. um so Tangled yes um Oh, where to start? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, for people who haven't seen Tangled, never heard of it, it's basically Rapunzel. um, And um, it's it's very funny. It's funny. Um, It's a modern Rapunzel. Yeah, it's a modern Rapunzel. Her hair has magic powers and she gets like, um, you know, she gets taken by a witch and then encased in, in, in that tower and, and and stuff like that for her magic power so that the witch doesn't grow old and die and um, and uh, she gets accidentally rescued so she doesn't get rescued on purpose and she actually the guy who rescues her doesn't want to rescue her <laughs> no, um, he doesn't. which is actually fun so she's like I want to see these lights that go up every year on my birthday and I want to see them and I'm 18 now I want to see them um, well, that's a good place to start, actually. So the well, you know, if if you haven't seen it, well, spoiler alert: go see it first, and then yeah, <laughs> and then listen to us <laughs> babble about it. Yeah. Um. So what struck me is that the guy is a thief. So this thief sneaks into this tower to hide a satchel with a crown that he stole okay it's her crown by the way but that's a whole other mm-hmm. thing so he he doesn't want to save her he's not there for her he's there for himself and you know and what strikes me throughout the whole movie is that this guy and certainly at the, like the the first half hour he's trying to get rid of her because he doesn't want to yeah. have the complication and it's just we end up kind of as as the the female um well, hero of the movie, let's say, you know, she's the princess, so it's all about her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We end up having to trust this thief who continues to show us that he he can't be trusted, basically. And every time yeah. he gaslights us like, oh, I'm saying us as if female kind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean her. Kind. Yes. <laughs> he gaslights her and he keeps lying to her and she keeps on going oh yeah you know and keeps on kind of pushing him into helping her because he kind of feels sorry for her at one point but I mean what Mm -hmm. are we teaching kids we are teaching kids one to gaslight other kids and secondly we're teaching girls to trust thieves 
Yeah, just because they look good. Honestly, I don't even think she was thinking that. Like, she wasn't in any way romantically interested in him until no. somewhere no, close no, no. to the that's, end. Yeah, no, no. That, yeah. That's, that but, only happens in the end. Because actually, he falls in love with her. She doesn't. Yeah, that's really. true. Yeah. yeah. But um, also kind of... Um, I don't know if it's problematic or just like it's playing into the um, adorably naive aspect of her personality, which is something to be discussed. But um, you know, when they go into the the duck house, what's it called? The the singing duck or whatever it is, the oh, one yes. where all the thieves the are. Bar. Um, yeah, and then um, that's a great she uh... um. Uh, basically there all there are all these people there who are like really dangerous and and, and could, you know be really aggressive and then she starts singing a song and everything's fine and everybody loves her yeah and um and everybody yeah, gets, gets really best. vulnerable and she gets and, the best and, out of people yeah that's exactly true. so i don't know if that's i mean it's it's a charming scene in a way but it's so disney because you know that wouldn't happen in real life no, but I mean, it's still a fantasy movie and for children, it's just that, yeah, that that kind of struck me that we are pushed into liking this guy uh, also mm-hmm. as an audience while he's a thief. He's a thief. He's a criminal. Why? Why are we liking him? Why? Yeah. Why is this? And it's not even it's not even like in Aladdin, you have the thief, but the thief with a good heart. You know, the, he's the, a Robin the guy. Hood kind of thief. He's yeah. a Robin Hood kind of thief. So he doesn't steal for himself, only maybe to kind of eat, <laughs> eat. Yeah, um, yeah which in is itself a... again get a job, like maybe. Uh, but um, <laughs> but you know, but this one is actually stealing to benefit himself, to sell the jewels, to get rich, to yeah, you know, classic whatever real thief, criminal, yeah, exact criminal. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know I either. Guess I guess like, I like her as a character because, you know, she starts taking that frying pan and just knocking people about and um, all the animals flock around her, you know, the horse and the chameleon and, and stuff. Are like, just, so that's very Disney um, with the animals, animals. helping. Yeah. Yes. Um, they don't talk, but they do help. Um, and... Well, yeah, I, I oh. think, I, I, I mean, we're not doing this in parts. So last time we did like um, part one, princesses, and part two, mm-hmm. the the uh, the heroes, and then part three, the villains. Yeah. But l- we yeah. have to do this all in like one um, episode well, now. We don't because have we're to, but we chose well, yeah, to. We yeah, chose we didn't to. want we to do another three episodes on Disney. Exactly. Um, let us know if you want the detailed kind of uh, drop down. We can redo it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so now we can actually talk about all three of these people in, you know, the princess, the hero, or like who is the actual hero in this one, mm. and the the villain. And the villain oh, yeah. here is an villain. old woman again. An old, old woman. woman alert. Yes. And even when she uses uh, Rapunzel's hair to make herself look young, she still looks like she's in her like 30s or 40s. So she's still kind of a matron age in Disney kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, she doesn't talent. get like 
young, young. No, she doesn't get young. 20. No. no, she doesn't get to, 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 to a really young age. She just gets to like 40 and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit strange. Um, and um, I think that character isn't developed at all. Like she just wants to stay. She comes from. Yeah. No, we don't know where she comes from. We don't know what she actually wants to like. Does she only want to stay young to stay young? And if she only wanted to stay young to stay young, like, couldn't she have found a different way? Couldn't she have kind of? I don't know. I mean, I mean that yeah, the, the right. being evil, but she's she's undying. She could have used that time to kind of develop a different way, or or. You know, I we don't, don't know. know where she lives either. We we don't know no. when she's not at the tower with what Rapunzel. What she does? What is she doing? We don't. We have no yeah, idea. No. So yeah, um, that might become another movie. Who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> I doubt it. Tangled's been so far, so far in the in uh, yeah. like, oh, 2010, so long ago. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we have um, Frozen. I think Frozen next. one. Yes. Yes. So Frozen one, and this one actually, I think, two thousand thirteen. First, yeah, I think it was the first um, Disney movie I saw that didn't talk about. I mean, it did kind of, but it didn't really talk about love interest. But it put the the interest of or the love between siblings above all else. Yes, I like that. I don't have siblings, but I think it was refreshing. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at it, looking back at it now, uh, because obviously you saw it when it came out and then, you know, you kind of maybe see it once again. But, it, you know, I, I, I remember actually us seeing a snippet of Frozen in the what do we do now reel, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it back now, I didn't notice it because Anna takes like she takes a lot of initiatives and risks and when she does say, what do we do now? It's not out of the blue when the problem presents itself. You know, it's, it's after she's tried like everything else that, that she asks a yeah. rhetorical question to the air, really. Like, what do we do now? Because she's thinking of the next thing. She doesn't really ask it to the people around her. So it's not like, now I'm going to put all my trust in you and you have to figure it out now. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really see it that way this time. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like Anna does a lot of things. Again, Anna kind of falls under the category charmingly naive. So it's yes. it's it's uh, the the kind of still portrayed as unworldly and and very much a similar character to Rapunzel. I feel mm-hmm. um, like she goes out and she does stuff and she doesn't let people stop her and she kind of wants to do it all on her own and she's got a lot of courage, um, but. She doesn't know anything about the world because she was also locked up in a castle for most of her life. Yeah. Um, so similar kind of backgrounds. You could kind of say that Rapunzel and Anna are probably pretty much the same character, except that Anna wants to fall in love um, and has those kind of fantasies when Rapunzel didn't really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, well, I don't know. what how What was the age of? Rapunzel oh I think she was 18 18. of course 18 and Anna and uh Elsa I think Elsa was 18 and then Anna was a couple of years younger okay so what about the heroes in this movie I guess it's Elsa and Anna or it's Anna I think it's Anna really 
Anna yeah. and maybe Kristoff and, and, and Olaf. Olaf is a is a well, hero. He's, he's a comic relief. Well, yeah, but he's also a hero. How? Like, he finds Anna when she's freezing to death inside the castle. He's like an animal. He's like... He, he's he's the, like an you know, animal. Yeah. yeah. So he's basically the helper, the little helper he's that enables helper all the animal. things to happen. Exactly. Well, segueing into Frozen 2, actually, I mm-hmm. found Olaf very indeed funny and uh, i mean he's obviously super naive because he he was just born (laughs) basically you know elsa (laughs) made him but segueing into frozen 2 he's been around for a while i found him super offensive in this one in frozen oh yeah sometimes yeah i remember that god what happened to him (laughs) i don't know i don't know if he i think it's kind of part of the just saying what you think and not having learned to have a filter yet. So basically like a three or five year old. Yeah. So is that his progression? Maybe. I mean, he kept going on about how Anna is so old and I just, I just wanted him to stop saying that. And that is telling of what has been ingrained in, in me also mm-hmm. from my upbringing and from our society and my internalized misogyny of like, you can't say that to a woman. Oh, yeah. And that's <laughs> negative, you know, so that it kept doing that to me. And I'm like, oh, God, I want him to stop. So that mm-hmm. uh, that probably says more about me than about. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, of course, Anna handled it very well. But let's be honest, both Anna and Elsa don't look like a day over 18, even in Frozen 2. So. Yeah. I'm I'm just not seeing why they had to bring this stereotype of women not being able to be old and like and and like kind of counter countering this in this movie like oh but you are you know why do they have to bring this specifically in because it makes no sense because they don't look they're not old they don't look old yeah I don't know that that's a good question because if they had aged the characters a little bit then you can it's still probably rude but at the same time you know it's I don't think it was intended well it was probably intended to yeah I mean if you're gonna if you're Disney and you're the team and you're like okay which kind of thing are we gonna tackle in this one that we can like say that there's a stereotype and then just unbox it you know I feel like um, Frozen 2 was a, a relatively um st- well stupid plot really um mm, maybe cuz i remember it like i remember it being um just this voice calling to elsa this and then voice. going after and and out of do you nowhere really find out what it was was it her mum or something i don't remember no it was nature it was nature basically oh, it was nature okay yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um and then anna has this whole crisis with christoph um christoph yeah. gets this like Poor song guy. which i thought was so stupid like it's a complete boy band song that which just one? kind of everything passed out and which he has one? this boy band song the one way he's, he's in the woods and he's lost i don't uh, did we say that same oh. no i don't remember the boy oh band it, oh is it's it when he hilarious. leaves with the other guy and 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 they're gonna practice asking her to marry him or something maybe yeah i don't know maybe 
But I don't I mean, remember, but it was like really stupid. There was like s- suddenly there was there was like the screen went like black and it's just Kristoff standing there and doing it. And I thought yes. just thought it was really cheap. I remember I just, there now. was so many scenes in Frozen Two that I thought were really cheap because they just blacked stuff out and put like little flares of snow magic somewhere. And I was just, dude, just animate the whole thing. Just do it. You know, you have the budget. Just it just I don't know it just felt really stupid it needed to be ready fast <laughs> yeah. but in general I mean for for Elsa and Anna these are two very strong and independent women in this movie you know mm-hmm. the only thing I would say is that their actions are seen as a risk as risk ta- so Anna's seen as taking risks and reckless or like stubborn behavior instead of heroic initiatives so Mm -hmm. you know basically their ideas are dismissed as women you know when they tell everyone about them like oh you know we need to use the giants to blow up the dam or whatever but Anna goes ahead and do it any does it anyway and of course it all works but they they see her as taking yeah like (coughs) reckless stubborn um stubborn behavior while if if Anna was a male lead character would it be seen as the same would it not be like oh that's a great idea but how are you gonna do it oh my god that's so risky but oh my god that's so cool exactly so that that was a bit annoying for me that she was dismissed the whole time while she actually saved the day in Frozen 1 she was dismissed the whole time as being like um yeah stubborn and and a risk taker and reckless all the time well that's she saves the day again (laughs) <laughs> at the yeah. end actually it is it's always Anna isn't it how how much does it take for you to be trusted by the people you saved already you know how many times you have to save them well, that's, that's what my I didn't question like about, about Frozen 2 I remember disliking how Elsa pushed Anna away again like it's it, yes. it, it, the first time okay the first time, stupid, but okay. You know, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. But the second time, you already pushed her away once. She froze to death for you and then came back to life. And you're not going to trust her. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to keep her with you. You're going to yeah. be stupid again and push her away. I mean, I think she was trying to protect Anna, but it was a stupid, selfish move. And yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like that's not something you do with people that you really love and trust yeah like, between them that was that was very strange yeah yeah all so, right mm. right yeah what else do we have well we have a couple of others we have i think i'd like to talk a little bit on zootopia um which oh, yeah, i, I didn't don't watch know that one. yeah exactly so zootopia is um about this little hare um so rabbit um and they're all animals there's no humans. They're all yeah, animals. Yeah, maybe that's and why I didn't. I didn't register that I had to watch that one. <laughs> right. Well, no, no watching necessary. It's well, actually, it's a good movie. You should watch it. But I will watch it. Um, <laughs> it's it's about this little rabbit, and she always wanted to be a policeman or police officer. Right. And um, right. she goes and gets accepted to training, and all the other officers 
are like huge animals, like bulls and bears and like huge, huge kind of tigers and, 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 you know, like big beefy animals. And I'm pretty sure most of them are male. Like, I don't remember 100%, but I'm pretty sure most of them were male. And she's like this small little officer. And she gets put on parking meter duties. So she does finish her training and she gets put on parking meter. Um, so she does parking tickets, basically. And she sees this fox committing a crime. So she follows the fox and, um, you know, fox and rabbits, kind of mm. ironic. Yeah. And... Um, and the fox is like, why are you thinking I'm committing a crime? Is it just because I'm a fox? And that's such a stereotype. Oh, so and you gaslighting know, her. Fly and stuff. He is gaslighting her. But it's also something throughout the movie, you find out that they have stereotypes towards specific animals. So it's kind of like racism, right? So um, they have the stereotype towards the fox that they're always sly and they're always up to no good. So mm. why he wants become a police officer when he was younger and everybody laughed at him because how he was in the boy scouts or whatever it's called in in animal terms and um he was um he was mobbed out of boy scouts because he was a fox and everybody thought he would like in those scouts there were only prey animals and not hunter animals so you've got the hunter animals okay, and the prey animals and that's a divided society they do not they do not do well together it's just supposed to show that even in um, a different type of world, um, you kind of start off with these problems and then at the end of the movie, they have started integrating it and they've started, you know, doing an integrative police force and, 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 and um, making inclusion. his dreams come true. Yeah, inclusion, inclusion. inclusivity and just kind of um not having these trying to break these stereotypes and and trying to kind of um get people to trust each other and to love each other and 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 whatnot mm. so and they, that's they, because the rabbit or the hare actually does her job and proves everybody wrong right i'm yeah guessing. so basically she um she and the fox actually become friends Oh, and um, working together with the criminal. Yes, with the not only with the criminal because he was a petty little criminal in the beginning, um, but you kind of get to hear his backstory, and then you kind of start uh, to like him because he was forced into it by the stereotype, you know, and um, and he wants to be good, and so he helps her, and um, they get into a lot of trouble with like these like really angry things and um they end up saving the day ah, so okay. they yeah they basically save i think it's the entire city they save the entirety of zootopia i just yes. wanted to quickly scratch on that one because of the stereotypes and because the lead is a mixture well obviously you've got the the rabbit and who's female and the fox who's male okay and um so that's really cute and um i guess we can go on to moana Yes, Moana. I didn't watch that one back because I watched it the last time. Um, and yeah. We had also discussed it, I think, already a little bit. Oh, probably. The yeah. villain was yeah. gender neutral. Yes. Because mm -hmm. um, it was Mother Nature. Yeah. Entity. Yeah. yeah. And, and then Moana, obviously, you know, being the princess and being very strong, but this god being very burly and manly, but still, you know, they end up helping each other and 
it all they it's all do fine. end up helping each other yeah i also think like it the god was very stereotypical to cast him as a man i don't know if actually maybe it is um the actual god of the i think was it the peloponnesian i don't know some sort of um group of islanders um and they based it off of that they also have songs in their language yeah um so i don't know if that was an actual god an actual entity of theirs so the the gender would have been set but it would have been interesting to see it as a woman and have a woman behave that arrogantly and Mm. and uh the way that he behaved and just be like oh look at my muscles look at them and see the bats and you know you're welcome um so that would have been fun (laughs) um that would have been fun yeah yeah so i don't know (laughs) moana too yeah but um (laughs) i don't know i feel uh, yeah i feel like the the women in disney movies are mostly um naive and like soft and likable and I say this with disgust, not because I don't like those qualities, but because it's just not accurate. We have to, like, they expect us to be that way too and smile. Exactly. Don't yeah. forget to smile, Micah. And so, why that, I love, love Merida because she, yeah. she just, she's a mess. I, yeah. Yeah. I loved, Merida's I loved her for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Encanto, there are a couple in 2021. So Encanto, yeah. Leia and the Last Dragon and Luca all came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies. Oh, my God. So Encanto was pretty cool. At one point, I thought, uh-oh, there's an mm-hmm. animal coming to save the day with that toucan that showed up when Mirabelle started her adventure. But he didn't yeah. save the day. He didn't do anything. He was just no, flying he around. He ran away which yes. as well so yeah. yeah so i was i was all of a sudden the animal rescue but that that didn't happen so that's good mm-hmm. and i did like the way that everyone was able to tell their real feelings in the end and that mm-hmm. they were not defined as just this one visible power well that's that's the whole movie is about you know you're yeah. not only this power or this thing that's visible you also have other feelings and you can have a bad day too that's basically the, the what the movie is about exactly yeah well i mean also it's about unity and and um kind of accepting each other for um everything you know for, yeah for family. who you are i remember being annoyed at Mirabelle for a while I really thought her (laughs) song where she kind of went like I'm fine I'm not fine you know whatever that song was I thought that was so annoying but I just didn't like her singing voice to be honest um but um it was it was very like self-deprecating which is all right because that's the way she felt you know it's 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 okay for her to show it. I just thought it was annoying for a little bit. Mm. Um, I really loved the song um, of the strong sister. Yeah, I loved it. It's Louisa. <laughs> I wrote it yeah. down specifically. Yeah, the strong mm-hmm. one. She was an alto and that was apparently, uh, you know, a big thing that she got a song. Um, mm-hmm. It actually did really well in the charts when the movie came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and people found it super refreshing that not everyone in the movie that's singing 
who is a girl character has is like a soprano. So Jessica Darrow is the name of the actress that plays mm -hmm. Louisa and she's an alto and it was just very refreshing to have an alto uh, an alto song instead of soprano yelping along all the time, you know. And apparently yeah. the Disney executives weren't so sure about the character. And they almost turned her into a petite character. No. Yep. Instead of like the burly, like big, dong, 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 you know, with the. So they were kind of oh. like going to turn her into a mouse with these mega powers mm. so that she would like just, you know, lift, lift so a house yeah. being petite. Because they weren't sure about, okay, if we make her like the super strong kind of body building kind of woman is this going to be accepted? And the mm -hmm. artist, Dylan Ekron, had to fight for them to approve Louise's body type, being like a broad-shouldered woman, even though it's literally a plot point for the character. Exactly. Yeah, so what? they had to fight for it, and they got it through, and the, the reaction of the public was so great that, yeah, they were happy that they stayed... You know, mm -hmm. they, they kept everything. But this is, again, so telling about thinking that women or that kind of group of women will not be accepted by the world, while yeah. half of us look that way. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Maybe not half, <laughs> half of, of us. Half of us are bodybuilders. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. We could be. <laughs> But uh, it's just, yeah, like, remember when uh, back in the 60s that they didn't think that women would be uh, a good audience to sell merch to or to sell concert mm -hmm. tickets to? Remember mm -hmm. that? You know, we had a chat about yeah, that as maybe. well in one of our episodes. Mm -hmm. So it's just so weird that they would they would think that people don't want to see this kind of thing. People want to see it's themselves. And th this woman... Well, it's because it's old white men making old white the men, decisions. Exactly. But this woman yeah. is out there. There are women like that. So why would we not be allowed to see her in a movie? It's just weird. Yeah. The thing is, right, I think there are multiple layers to this, to Louisa. I think that um, one is obviously the visuals, which for me didn't really make an impact. I thought it was cool that, or well, surprising and cool that they had put put somebody in there who was a bodybuilder and a woman um, and didn't dress manly. That's also a thing. Yes, she has you a skirt on. You can still dress yeah. feminine if you're a bodybuilder type, if mm -hmm. you want to. Um, but I think um, also just brushing on the alto thing, I think alto uh, songs um, are easier for most people to sing because they don't have a huge range. So a lot of people, are. E it's easier to kind of uh, sing along on alto songs than it is on soprano songs because soprano songs often go up high a lot. And I'm not saying that everybody can reach an alto range in the lower end because they can't, but this song in particular isn't super low. You know, it just kind of doesn't go super high. Mm, um, yeah. And yeah, then, I see what you um, mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like more people can sing along to it. And then for the song and the character itself, I thought that overshone everything else because the song is so each and every one of us that has, um, that has yeah. family pressure, that has 
you know, your own pressure that you put on yourself to perform, if you have imposter syndrome and all these things, every one of us could relate to that song. Yeah, very relatable. Exactly. So it was, it was just, you listen to the song and you listen to it again and again and you listen to it and you're like, yeah, this, this, oh my God, this is, this is how I feel. This is, you mm-hmm. know, and you, you kind of, you don't know if, you know, you, you don't know if you can, you can pressure the burden, but you have to because everybody's counting on you and you can't let it fall and you can't make a mistake and you can't trip because you, you, you cannot be the one to let it fall because everybody's counting on you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that everybody knows what that feels like. Everybody who's a people pleaser, that is. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just really All relatable. And I think. Yeah, I think Louisa was one of the most relatable characters, really, even yeah. though she didn't say a lot. That song just kind of made you look behind the facade. She gave you a look behind and it just kind it's of... Behind the muscles, really, you know. Yeah, behind the muscles, into the person, into the into the fears and the feelings and, and, and what she's stuck in, you know, because she's stuck. They're yeah. all stuck in something. I mean, what's what's the 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 pretty sister's name? Do you know? I don't remember. Well, the the flower girl the flower basically, girl. and then she starts making cacti and succulents, which I thought was really cool. They were really um, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can be prickly. I don't have to be soft and just kind of sweet and and nice smelling. I can be prickly and I can be weird shapes and I can be, you know, um, not symmetrical. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. And um I really like that. And um I think yeah, that was Mirabelle nice. Mirabelle was well she brings out the a lot of good things in 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 people yeah. and in her family. She was, Although she she's be... shunned a little bit from the beginning, yeah. but she does she's bring out yeah. cool stuff. I think she she um she was an um she was more of what I would say is a normal Disney character. You know the 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 type of good girl that kind of tries and not take things to heart, that smiles around things, that isn't necessarily soft, but also kind of doesn't doesn't go and say stupid things to people unless it's her sister, in which case she gets a little bit angry with her yeah, with but... her beautiful sister. But that's kind of sisterly relations that you kind of know. Um, but she doesn't she doesn't talk bad about people. She doesn't do all these things no, but then she goes on this they do keep her down yeah her grandma isn't yeah. very nice to her at one point no. though, but she stays the course and uh, also the villain in this one is is obviously it's a force an unknown force so there's mm-hmm. no real villain although the the grandmother does get a little bit nasty at one point but she redeems herself and tells the story of her youth and how they got there and and then you know it's it's just this background that they all needed to know this story that was kind of kept from them that brings them yeah. together in the end i think that's really pretty I and guess i think it's also i think for yeah, big families it's 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 not uncommon that this stuff might happen that you know there are layers to a person because they've lived a long life like a couple of lives basically with other stuff happening and people born born afterwards don't really know exactly what what went on and it Mm -hmm. you know it's it's always nice to see a person 
like your mom is your mom, right? But you don't know mm-hmm. her as as the 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 woman that she was before, you know her as your mom. Yeah. So there's layers to people, and I think they really brought that out very nicely. Yeah, I think also Mirabelle was probably because people will probably kill me for not seeing this or saying this. So um, I think she was the person who was supposed to either break the family or heal it. Right, so either break the power or heal the power, mm. and um, she sets out to heal the power, thinking that she might still be the one to break it. You no, know, she knows she might be the one to break it. She knows she might, you know, she might be the cause of all of this. Um, so she tries to do everything right, um, and I think that's also something that a lot of families have. That you know, you 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 kind of you want to do everything right. You're the the person who always wants to do everything right, but ends up doing everything wrong for your family, um, without even meaning to, with having good intentions, but not being able to. Um, not being able to live up to expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that's a part of Mirabelle's charm. I don't know. I do, I really associated more with Louisa, um, and I think there's a person in here for everybody. Um, yeah. And I, I I thought it was a really good movie. Um, yeah, I I liked it too. I liked it too. So um, moving on to Ray and the Last Dragon, also 2021. Um, I don't know about you, but I loved this one. I found it it I it was super feminist <laughs> and a lot of the characters are um children and as children they are the principal target demographic of like this kind of Disney movie so I thought that was very fitting to have them actually represented in a movie that they're watching I did not think of that aspect while I was watching it I didn't love it You didn't love it? <laughs> Got to say no Ooh, I didn't love it. I I thought the story was a little bit meh, and I also I kind of really didn't like that the dragon was super ditzy. Like mm. I I get that, and it's kind of like a it, I don't know. I get that it's also supposed naive. to be naive and and kind of the person who 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 couldn't do everything and they have to go save the world and stuff. So it's not like the all knowing person. But she's so ditzy. Like she's like, she's a bit annoying. She's yeah. so annoying, and <laughs> and she's just—I don't know. I just I I love dragons, and I feel like dragons have uh, to be different for me. That's what it did to you. Yeah, it wasn't the right dragon character no. for you because you love dragons and you want them I to be strong dragons. and all-knowing and these fabulous well, creatures and this one was human knowing but yeah this dragon was human it wasn't a dragon yeah and, and, and that's, that's sad. I didn't like it yeah yes I understand I understand but yeah I mean going back to the children in the movie I think you know that was super great because it will make them kind of relate to the characters more instead of always having like adults from the start yeah of yeah. a movie. Um, I also like Jungle Book for that reason because Mowgli obviously is a kid. Um, and so then, yeah, at one point, Rhea says, remind me to never have kids. Did you did you pick up on that? 
Oh, I, yeah, I did not. The kids and there's a baby in it too. And they're like oh, yeah, being annoying and doing that. stuff mm-hmm. or playing or whatever. And she actually says, remind me to never have kids. And this is, I thought that was great because this is making this an actual option for the cis girls watching. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have to have kids. I can, I can say this. I can voice this opinion, which I thought was really good. Yeah. What's the make a sequel on her have kids? Like, there's no we'll way see. they're going to follow through with that one. But we'll see. yeah, it's a good sentiment. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that would be interesting to see a Rhea and the Last Dragon or like a Rhea 2 and see mm-hmm. what she's become. And if indeed she has like uh, a whole batch of them. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, they probably like will have problems uniting the kingdoms or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. Um, but I'm glad you liked it. And um, it is, I yeah. mean, it is very, um, it is a lot of female characters. Yeah, the I main remember. characters are all girls, even the dragon, mm-hmm. you know, and they She's fight di- and are trusted to actually be able to save the world, you know. I mean, they fight not amongst themselves, but I mean, they they do like Kung Fu, that's, you know, and they are trusted to do it. In the beginning, the father is teaching the girl which mm-hmm. was also pretty new because it, it always has to be a boy and the usually the men are sad because their but wife is having a girl instead of a boy. The girl. Say again? It could have been the mother teaching the girl. It could have been even more feminist. Well, I don't think that being a feminist means that it has to be an all-girl cast. I thought it was great having the dad teach the girl. I thought it was great. I thought he was an amazing dad. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, the, the little feminist. bit of what we saw yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. he was very accepting of his girl wanting to do this basically very manly thing of guarding this dragon jewel. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, in the end, yes, she does fuck it up. But I mean, <laughs> that aside, <laughs> he trains her and she does all the tests that a, a boy would have done. It's not like, oh, we're going to make this easier on you because you're a girl. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that that part of yes, it. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean, in touch with his feelings as well. And mm-hmm. in touch with his daughter's feelings, who he trains without judgment of her gender, basically. that Yeah, I, I like that very much. I watched Turning Red uh, a while ago when it came out on Disney. Oh, do tell. Um, I, I haven't heard of this one at all. Oh, it's about this little girl and she is a teenager, like a young teenager. So she's like 11 or 12, I think. And she suddenly in the middle of the night turns into a giant red panda. Oh, and, shit. Um, yeah. And um, she starts turning into a giant red panda whenever she's angry or emotional. And um, so she has to calm down to get out of the panda state. Oh, no. And it- like really hard and she tries to hide it from her family for a while and because she's like oh my god my family can't know about this what the fuck is going on with me yeah and um she starts to accept her panda and she starts to kind of find it cute and cool and and funny um and um she also does this thing where they get money and try to go to a boy band and and she uses the panda to get money to see the boy band play which her parents probably wouldn't have allowed and the dad is the nice parent and the mum is the bad parent. Um, and uh, um, Again? Oh, so uh, the yeah. mum is the evil witch. 
Yes, but, but it turns out that all the women in that family are cursed with turning into red pandas. Oh, um, it turns out at the so, end that the mum has that yeah, too. Yeah, so the mum has it too and all the women, so they fly in all the women of the family from various parts of various countries and they do this ritual where they, they you can you can put your panda into a little object and you, you will not have it break out anymore. You know, but oh. you have to fight your panda to do that, and you have to like rip your panda off of you and go through the spirit world, and 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 so they are doing this ritual. <laughs> and, what did um, they take when they wrote this movie? <laughs> Which well, I drugs? don't know, but it, it's glorious. Um, I have and, to watch this. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I'm I'm sorry I'm going to spoil it a little bit for you. No, that's fine. Um, but um, basically. At the end, um, so she, the little girl, decides not to encase her panda because she likes her panda and she's living with her panda and it's all right. Okay. And she can also get panic attacks. So basically self-acceptance. And um, unfortunately, her mother's panda gets loose because she breaks her amulet. Uh, I don't know if she does it on purpose or if it just happens. And her mother's panda is like huge, like so much bigger than the girl's panda because every panda is different for some so reason. So a lot of emotions for the woman. But you know, yeah. when you told me about the gist of the movie, like when, so basically she probably turns into a teen and that's when the panda is activated or something. And so it's when she yeah. gets, what, angry and sad? Or which emotions was it? Any emotion. Any I don't emotion. think really happiness, but it's it's anger, it's sadness, but it's isn't, overwhelm. Isn't it's... that bringing us back to that women are not allowed to be all those things and be emotional and that we always have to talk like this well, and make sure yes, that we don't yes, react? And that is... So that is that is what all the women in the family before had done. So exactly. they caged their panda and then they technically could feel all those emotions, but they didn't really because they were like, okay. no, these emotions, um, you know, because you cage your panda and then you don't ever have turn the emotion again. So they all right. are so you, very stereotypical the women then. But yeah, well... Well, you don't really get to know most of them. Okay. Um, but it's 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 really cool because this panel was actually given to their family to protect a village back way back. Okay. Way back in in their generations, um. So the panda was supposed to also be fierce and protect and and stuff like that. Um, oh. But I don't know. I feel like um at the end it was an acceptance of everyone to kind of be like you can uncage your panda it's all right if you let it go you know and it's all right if you cage it if that's what you kind of feel will help you um but it's also okay because we're in a world where this is accepted okay. you know where nobody will hunt you down or whatever and it was so cute and so nice and i loved this movie and i only watched it once so i have no differentiated opinion on it but i really liked it well, I will watch it. Let's all watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in to Unboxing Women. If you've ever had an experience that you want to share with us, uh, send us a DM or tag us in your post with the hashtag suchabitch or send us an email on suchabitch at unboxingwomen.com. 
Don't forget to drop us a like on Instagram or wherever you are listening to us now. My name is Dana Rex and I've been chatting with Micah Rose. Tune in to another episode of Unboxing Women next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.